Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Reggie's Expressions. But before we get started, I need to tell you about how great this application called Anchor is. That's the application that I'm using to record this right now. This application is great because it allows you to be able to record a podcast and do all the things that you need in terms of editing in one place, all right? I used this application before, and not only did I have to record it, I had to download it from this thing and add it to this and add it. It was just too much. I found out about Anchor, and I realized how easy it was. They have all the creation tools and everything that you're going to need right from your phone. You can edit, you can add music, whatever you need directly from the application. Like I said, it's all in one place. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I can't reiterate that enough, all right? So all you guys got to do is go and download the Anchor app, either from your Google Play Store or your Apple Play Store or wherever you get your, your apps from on your phone. Or you can do it the traditional way by going to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, enjoy this episode. Thank you so much again. And don't forget, you can find us on Reggie's Expressions, and that's Reggie's underscore expressions on Instagram. Enjoy the episode. Those of you who know me know I love some chocolate peanut butter. Mm, that's my most favorite thing. You know, Carlos Creek, he made a chocolate uh, peanut butter thrush leche cake for me. Can you believe that foolishness? That's how much that man loves me. But I want to talk to you guys about something that we absolutely love as well. It is Worthy Cakes. Worthy Cakes is a a uh, mom and pop small business uh, cakeria who, oh my gosh, she makes some of the best cakes in the world. You guys have heard me talk about it. I'm pretty sure you've seen the pictures of the empty jars that we had. Um, they are a sponsor of the podcast. Uh, Reg's Expressions, which I'm excited to announce as well. And it's just the best way to eat cake. Um, you can actually get any flavor cake that you're looking for. She have everything from gluten-free, Keaton, and if you're looking for the regular old sugar like I am, which I probably shouldn't be, you can get that too. You know, she does custom cakes as well. And she also has a supply business. So if you ever need to go and purchase a new mixer for your business, you can actually purchase that as well. Um, she is Worthy Cakes on all social media platforms. Miss Grace and family, they are amazing people. I had an opportunity to sit down and talk with uh, Miss um, Grace on Saturday and it was fun. It went well. And she is just a ball of excitement so we are going to be sitting down with her as well spotlighting them in small business here in the city of okoe and they're just good people um you know they used to be called nice people eat cake y'all remember when that cake by the ocean song came out uh, that was when i became aware of them and uh it made it easy for me to remember and then I ch they changed their name like dang it but worthy cakes is all the rave and it is definitely uh, true to form because those cakes are the best. My favorite is chocolate peanut butter. Carlos' favorite is pistachio. Um, you got birthday cake. You got chocolate. You have everything you can think of. And she also does custom flavors as well. All right. So if you guys are in the local Orlando area, you want to go to her um, her storefront, you can. 
I'll have to get that here in a second, but you can also go to worthycakes.com. Again, that is worthycakes.com, all right? The address is 13391 West Colonial Drive, and that is in Winter Garden, Florida, all right? Their business hours are from 10 to 6, Tuesday through uh, Friday, 10 to 6.30, that is, okay? And Saturday, 10 to 5, and they're closed Sunday and Monday. And they're out at the local uh, farmer's market. If so if you ever want to go to Winter Park on Saturday or Orlando, uh, Lake Eola, you can do that as well. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Reggie's Expressions. And thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to another episode. I want to say shout out to all of y'all that are holding it down, but I need you guys to do something for me. The best way you guys can support this podcast is by going and leaving five-star comments on all the places you can actually listen to the podcast. The reason why that is, is because if you leave a five-star comment, that puts us higher in the rankings. So when people go and they look for a specific type of podcast like personal journey mine will pop up and be higher on that ranking so please if you can and you truly like what we're doing and you want to support go leave a comment five star preferably on any of the social media platforms as well as all the places you can listen now if you're listening to this episode i want to tell you guys now go ahead and turn your volume down a little bit because the audio at least in my um belief is that the audio wasn't as great i was a little loud on my end so turn the volume down about half and you know we'll find a happy medium in between this guy is really cool marco the prince very awesome uh uh, conversationalist just all around good dude um and i definitely think i forged a friendship for life so hopefully you like the episode and uh yeah don't forget to follow us on instagram facebook and and um the you of the tubes all right thank you for listening Hey guys, thanks for joining me. It is another episode of Reggie's Expressions. I told y'all I was going to come back and hit it hard. I'm going to do all the things this year. I'm not going to say this season, but this year, my intention is to hit 100 episodes. <clears throat> Marco, um, which was one of the interviews that I did, that gentleman told me that he just hit 100, which shout out to him. And I was listening to a 
um, interview with Victor Jones on uh, the Black Podcaster Association with Corey Gums. He said that he had just hit 200. And I just, <laughs> I was like, 200? That, that's, that's a lot of episodes. But it's completely doable. I mean, it's it's it depends on how frequently you're releasing your episodes. But my commitment to, your, uh, to you guys and to myself is to hit 100 episodes. So I'm going to do my best to do that. So I'm not going to keep you guys in the dark about what the topic is going to be today. I'm going to let you know. We're going to talk about crying and vulnerability. Um, crying is a very, I wouldn't say small part, but it can be a part of being vulnerable. Um, and as a black man, I have a weird relationship when it comes to crying in general. I was told as a very young, at a very young age, not to cry, stop crying, stop crying, stop crying. And I interpreted that to mean that I can only cry during the times that it was necessary. So funerals, um, when I was getting whoopings, but no other times beyond that. Now that I've gotten older and I've had a little bit of life experience, I can tell you that you know, it that that ain't even <laughs> I find myself sometimes tearing up when I see something sad on TV and it ain't that I got soft or anything, you know, in the fact that I even have to, like, explain that is crazy. But it's just now that I have more life experience <clears throat> and now that I have an opportunity to really process things and feel them and allow myself to feel them and not stifle my emotions, I do find that I am tempted to cry, you know, a little bit more easily, I guess, if that makes sense. So um, when I was younger, I never really saw my father crying. Um, the boys around in my neighborhood, I didn't really see them crying either. And like I said, I when I was told not to cry, it was during things like I hurt myself or, you know, somebody did something that made me upset or whatever the case may be. And I was told to suck it up or stop crying. So I only reserved the times for when I got whoopings. And even then, I remember <clears throat> when my stepmother used to whoop me specifically, I got to a point where I stopped crying. Um, I was just like, I'm not crying no more. You know, yeah, this hurts, but you ain't going to break me. I don't even know how I was. I even internalized that. But I know that it used to make her very upset. And she would do her best to try to make me cry. Now, I want to tell you guys, I've had an opportunity to heal that relationship with my stepmother. So don't be adding my stepmom talking about, dang, why you be him like that? Don't do that. Okay. We're good now. And... Even though I don't necessarily agree <clears throat> with, you know, um, whooping your kids, I do agree that that was a means to an end for them at that time. You know, my parents are old school, you know, so that um, that's that's the explanation with that. And I turned out to be a good kid. But. I remember distinctly after my mother passing, and you guys are going to hear me talk about the death of my mother 
quite often, not for sadness and for empathy reasons, and I want you guys to sympathize with me, that definitely was a moving point for me. Like things changed, my perspective changed when my mother passed away. And herein lies my my um, introduction into crying. Now, the last time I cried before my mother passed away was my good friend, Darlena. Um, you'd also hear me talk about her as well. But I remember just going through the process and just going through all the things of just kind of realizing that she was no longer here. <clears throat> and I just couldn't cry. My husband is a bag of water. You know, he was raised to be a crier, I guess. You know, he, he cries literally watching Ayala, which we watched last night, <laughs> you know. And we could be watching an emotional episode on HGTV and he would just cry. And I remember looking over at him and just, you know, realizing at first it was kind of like, why are you always crying all the time? And then there became a point where I started to envy, you know, uh, the crying because I felt like it gave him, number one, a sense of freedom. And secondly, I think it was the vulnerability that I was um, seeing and the fact that he seemed so free after he did cry. You know, it got to a point where I was envious, but I just never felt like I could or I didn't have a reason to. <clears throat> so Darlena passed away. I remember Boohoo crying and just, you know, cleansing myself of the sadness and, and just realization of her no longer being here. <clears throat> and I had moments where there'd be times where I would tear up talking to her and I would pa uh, talking about her and I would pause just to kind of gather myself. But I guess I hadn't quite fully let go until my mom passed. And um, <clears throat> I just remember shedding tears at the funeral, finally breaking down, you know, getting, falling almost to my knees when we were out having a, um, the, the wake for my mother, a celebration of life, if you will. And I remember Miss um, Bowman, uh, Mama T is uh, what we call her affectionately. Um, and uh, her daughter, Nishada, came down to just fellowship with me and and just kind of allow me to sort my thoughts. And <clears throat> I just remember, you know, sitting down and just telling them my story and just tears just flowing almost like involuntarily, you know, not almost, but involuntarily. And I just remember just feeling a sense of relief as I continued to cry. And, you know, obviously, you know, losing a parent, guys, to s unless you have lost a parent, I don't, there's no words that I can express how much sadness that leaves in your life. But it is unexplainable. And if I talk about my mom too long, 
you know, as I'm doing now, I, I will get to a point where I will start to well up with tears. And crying is just a small part of vulnerability. Vulnerability, from my understanding, is where you find yourself allowing yourself to be open to whatever emotions may come up for you, whether that may be happy or not happiness. Well, I guess sadness, anger, um, or any type of emotions where you're not stifling how you feel, right? So I decided to go and look up the definition of vulnerability, not for nothing, but to just kind of put it in context. But vulnerability, which is a noun, <laughs> is the quality state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. So in the idea of vulnerability, it's very specific to either being harmed or attacked. But the way I understand vulnerability is the idea of being exposed, yes, but that can take on many different forms of emotion. You know, you could be in a relationship or with people who don't want to see you happy. So you don't quite expose yourself to happiness as much because that would appear as if you're being vulnerable. Definitely crying, you know, um, that makes you appear being vulnerable or appear being weak in some instances. And I've noticed over time, just as I've gotten to communicate with people, um, just by asking them simple questions, I, I realize how guarded a lot of people happen to be because of fear. You know, I guess the idea is that they don't know how they're going to be received if they show these signs of weakness, if you will, quotation marks that you guys didn't see. Um but that definitely informs people of holding back. Like, even though I sit here and I'm talking about, like, I'm expressing, like, my my openness to crying as of recent, I've been pretty much an open book. But I guess I never really had a safe space to feel like it was okay to cry. So I didn't. And before my friend and my mother passing the last time i cried was honestly and truly in 1997 the specifics of 1997 was when my aunt passed away and i just remember being the first one to shed a tear before we even got to the funeral and being looked at as if like, gosh, Reggie, again, you crying now, you know? And, um, you know, I remember boohoo crying and I remember crying to the point where I ended up having a headache and, you know, I ended up having to compartmentalize that and then I ended up having to go home and go to work and just kind of, you know, go back to the normal day to day that, I, I don't think I got an opportunity to, to cleanse as much as I did, you know, at that time. But, you know, it was it was kind of implied to suck it up and move on kind of thing. Now, 
my relationship with that is I find myself even at the drop of an uh, an argument or <clears throat> a heated discussion where I would find myself tearing up. Example, last night, Carlos and I, no, this was two nights ago, we went out to Outback. And short story short, we were out. They told us 45 minutes at this point. It had been an hour. We decided to bring our appetites. So that means we were super hungry. Our stomachs were cussing out our throat. And after kind of nudging Carlos to tell him to go up and ask what was going on to the server or the the, the hostess or host, I'm sorry, because it was a gentleman. He came back and sat down and you know, we kind of came up with the decision that we were going to go. So before Carlos left, I went to talk with the, the gentleman and ask him what was going on. I've seen people that have come in before, uh, came in after us being seated. And he explains to me that it was a call ahead. In my mind, I'm thinking that's a reservation, right? He was like, it's not a reservation. I said, really? So they call ahead and they get on the list. How is that fair? When we've been here an hour, when you told us that it was 45 minutes. Now, given it was short-staffed, they had a lot of the restaurant kind of closed off because I guess people called out. But he said, yeah, it's common sense. I'm like, what? Did this motherfucker just, did he just call me stupid? What? What is, what is happening? So... I said, I don't want to talk to you no more. I want to talk to your manager. <laughs> I did. I was like, um, no, you ain't, finna, you ain't finna to talk to me like that. So anyway, I bring the manager over and we're talking and I'm just expressing how I feel and, you know, all these things. And I was just like, that's unacceptable, blah, blah, blah. You know, for him to call me stupid and all these things, that's just no. And, um, you know, I was already hangry anyway, so that didn't help the situation. But long story short, I got to a point where I was just so frustrated that when I went outside, I well up with tears. And I had to tell Carlos to give me a moment because I needed to process what was going on. After that, just to finish the story, we went to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A was like, we closing in three minutes. Go ahead outside and get your order. And I was just so upset and outdone by that. We ended up going to Burger Five. So, which I didn't want hamburgers to begin with anyway, but whatever. So just being frustrated, I would, you know, I was tearing up. I, I, I you know, let out a, a few tears because I was so frustrated. And, you know, before, and I don't know if that has anything to do. And I'm just trying to process this as I go, guys. So, you know, it's really, I'm really still trying to process it. I knew, I mean, that didn't happen before my mom and my best friend passed. You know, so I'm assuming that, you know, obviously my pr perspective changed, you know, losing because that's a that's a those events are very distinctive events that have no other choice but to change how you see things, depending on the tragedy behind the person's uh, passing. So um, at least that's my experience. And what I found after is that I think I was just easier on myself when it came to letting out a, 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 a bit of emotion, I always tell Carlos, just sit in it, feel what you need to feel, you know, express yourself in that way. 
go ahead. Don't try to excuse it or explain it away. Just feel what you feel and move on about it. And I think that, you know, that kind of in lies, you know, the ability to show vulnerability in, in certain ways. You know, it's okay to be vulnerable. A lot of times we create these ideas of being strong because we don't, you know, obviously want to appear weak. And we set these unrealistic expectations on ourselves. And then I like to talk about displaced anger. We find ourselves being extremely upset about something that is really not that big, big of a deal, you know? And that is what happens when you don't allow yourself to deal with some of the emotions that you've learned to stifle or compress or compartmentalize, you know? The idea isn't to not feel happiness, sadness, anger, vulnerability, because it can be considered an emotional state. Um, it isn't to stifle or compartmentalize. It's to feel what you feel and then move on. Deal with those emotions. You're like, Reggie, how do you deal with those emotions? Well, what works for me is that I, if I'm upset about something, I don't try to change it immediately. I just, why am I upset? I'm taking a mental note inventory of why I'm upset. And, you know, sometimes I find justification as to why I'm upset. Well, this person did this and this is why I'm upset. Or <clears throat> I find that, you know what? Ain't no, your argument don't hold no weight, Reggie. Fix your attitude. Stop being upset because you just looking silly right now and move on. <clears throat> So that's what I mean by sitting in it and dealing with it, you know, not at the first sign of being sad. And then you're trying to think of something happy because that is not allowing you to process what could have you in that state and allow for critical thinking for you to understand fully why you're in the mood that you're in, you know, um, and I like to think of myself as a pretty even killed person. Um, I'm not super emotional um, outwardly, but if I'm put in a situation where I have to be emotional, then I have no problems with showing it. But that, again, came from life experiences and and, you know, being in a safe space to be able to express myself, you know, Um I know I talked a little bit about like looking at my husband and just seeing him sometimes like, like I said, at first initially, I was like, why is he always crying? And then afterwards, it got to a point where like, man, you know, I, I noticed the strength in, in him being able to, to cry, you know, and I, I would find myself asking him questions like, what are you feeling right now? You know, why, why, why are you, why are you crying? Why do you feel vulnerable? Why do you feel these things? And you know, he did his best to, to explain sometimes, you know, um, sometimes things happen and you just don't know why. And I think that has everything to do with what's going on in the world today and us not being in control of what we see just because of the push notifications on our phones and, you know, us having instant access to the Internet and Facebook and everything else that sometimes we see things that are really unfortunate that we don't, you know, and, and we, we see it and then we move on to the next story, but we don't get an opportunity to process what just happened or 
or understand why this makes us feel this particular way. So, um, but yeah, I'm a big advocate for being vulnerable. You know, I, I know a lot of times, and I've heard this philosophy, you know, when it comes to relationships, is that, you know, I don't want to let my guard down because I'm afraid of being hurt. Well, if that's the case, then you are going to find yourself stifled in a way from really, really being able to feel love and feel true happiness, if that's the case, you know, because if you're stifling and this is my thought process on this, if you're stifling yourself with that particular, you know, situation of not letting your guard down, you're more than likely are going to do the same with other emotions that you have. And just think of the most happiest day in your life, whether that be a marriage or having your kid and only allowing yourself 50% happiness. That doesn't make sense, does it? So why would you do that? And to me, guarding yourself is, it sounds great in theory, but <clears throat> as I told Carlos when we first started dating, well, I'm taking as much of a chance on you as you are on me. So let's take it together. What I meant by that is I don't have any control over what's going to happen, you know, in the future. But I know right now I'm taking I'm willing to take this chance. So why not take it? And that conversation was the catalyst to how we really set the tone for our relationship. I was willing to be vulnerable with him at that time. And he was willing to do the same for me, you know, at that time as well. And it just kind of came together. And, you know, I, I see these young kids now. Last night, again, I said we were watching a Yama. And, you know, these 18 and 19 year olds that were on the show, they just seem so disconnected. And I think they, they come from the genre of our, of our parents that, you know, we had to appear strong, you know, that strong black woman trope, that men don't cry trope, that, you know, um, you know, I ain't going to let them see me like that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's going to make me look weak. No, it's okay to, it's okay to be weak if you really are. Do you tell your body when you're sick over with COVID or, or the flu or whatever the case may be, don't be weak? No, you know, you ain't got no control over it. So why would we tell our minds that? It's, it's, you know, it's, it's conflicting messages that we get when we are just trying to cope. And I know this conversation kind of morphed into many different things. I know I said I was going to talk about crying and, and, and vulnerability. And I feel like in total, I have, you know, maybe had a few tangents here and there, but I wanted to tell you guys about this particularly. This is when, um, this is about four years ago when A Star Is Born. A Star Is Born had just came out with Bradley Cooper and um, Lady Gaga. If you guys saw my Instagram that day, I think I told this story. And Carlos and I had been in an argument that day. At this point, we had been married three years. 
we had been in an argument that day and it was very emotional, but we got to a point where we were able to go to the movies. And if you've seen A Star is Born, you know how it turns at a drop of a dime. And I remember, because I don't want to tell the story. Well, at this point, it's been out for years. You ain't seen it? Come on. So one of the record executives has a conversation with um, her husband because they got married. And he said, she would be better off without you. That's basically the point of the conversation. Well, he kills himself. And I just remember being so overwhelmed with sadness. And I remember having thoughts of losing Carlos. And it made me very emotional. Now, it wasn't just like tears showing up and I'm wiping them away. No, it was like boo-hoo crying. It was like... <laughs> like I had a audible sigh and sound. It was crazy. In the movie theater. And it got to a point because Carlos was, you know, tearing up too, but he was looking at me like, what 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 in the world? What is happening right now? Why is he crying like that in the middle of the doggone thing? No, I'm saying that to try to be funny, but I know that that's how he was looking at me. So I just continued, I was like, it's so sad and blah 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 blah. We get done with the movie, <clears throat> and then I go outside, and, you know, he's like, what's up? What's going on? And I'm like, it's just very sad, and I just, you know, I would, I'm just thinking about losing you, and blah, blah, blah. And I started crying again. He embraced me, and I just, <clears throat> I guess I just felt safe enough. I felt safe enough to, to, to have that moment with him. And, uh, you know, it probably was some other things that were happening in my life, too, that just made me sad and I just wanted to cry about it. And, uh, you know, I think that kind of opened my awareness and my <clears throat> my awareness to you need to do this more. That felt good. To be able to express that emotion for something I felt that was locked, locked up for years you know, so it just felt good. It, it felt good. It felt great. And I don't believe that there is any type of bad emotion. There's no such thing as bad emotion. What is bad emotion? Emotions are emotions. And you got to deal with them. You got to deal with them when they happen. Because if you don't, that just fuels the fire. I say this analogy a lot. If you sweep it under a rug, what happens to the rug eventually? Eventually, the rug becomes high enough to where you see the dirt and the rug. So now what's the point of sweeping it under the rug at this point? So just deal with those emotions. Deal with those feelings. Cry. Cry if you need to. Go outside and cry right now. I'm just playing. <laughs> but allow yourself to be kind to yourself. Don't tell yourself that you shouldn't feel this way or you have no reason to be upset. Yeah, you do. Take the time to have a little bit of critical thinking. You might find that maybe you were valid in the way you said it and the way you feel, but you could have said it differently or done it differently. Or you might find, just like I said, you ain't got no reason to be upset. You're just being extra. What you really mad about, Reggie? 
and that could be the same for you. All right. So, guys, that's been another episode of Reggie's Expressions. I hope that this helps you and finds you well. And be kind to yourself, please. Okay. Now, I got some great interviews that are going to be coming up pretty soon. I am going to be interviewing the sponsor of Takaria El Alacran. So I'm very excited about that. That will be coming soon. And you guys will hear the Marco episode before this one. I'm going to go ahead and, well, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and apologize for y'all if you if you listen, because that audio was horrible. But it was a fun, candid um conversation and he's a really cool dude marco de prince is his name follow him on instagram if you haven't already all right as we all say it's been an episode another episode of reggie's expressions i want to tell you guys thank you so much and you can support the way that you guys can support is by donating a little bit of your time to go in and leave a review okay uh, five stars to be exact so we can get this podcast up on that list a little bit more so we can get more people to know about us leave a review leave comments interact with us you guys know where to find us on uh, instagram and if you don't i'm finna tell you reg's expressions that's r-e-g-g-e-e apostrophe s expressions on instagram and facebook and it's now says a part of soko garn llc i did that intentionally and then on uh, instagram it is r-e-g-g-e-e-s underscore expressions all right guys it's been real enjoy the rest of your day and remember be kind to yourself peace Reggie's Expressions is brought to you by Soko Garn Productions, LLC.